Remember when everyone would ask you when you were little, what do you want to be when you grow up? And now we're grown up and don't know what we're doing with our lives. Hi, my name is Madeline and I am a college and career life coach. I help high school students, college students, and other young adults navigate the confusion that is life after graduation. Whether it's choosing your first career path or changing to a new career path, I am here to help you figure out what it is that you are doing with your life. So welcome, get comfortable, and let's hang out together. Hi everyone, welcome back. I hope we are enjoying this warm weather outside because it has really just been so wonderful to feel the warm sun on my skin. And I got myself some new flowers that I have planted and I'm just loving the color that spring and summer brings to us. So I am very happy with being able to be outside again and enjoy nature some. So today's episode, I am going to talk about advice that I would give to myself at the beginning of my career. This is part of the FAQ series. Like I said, this is literally going to be going on forever because I have so many questions that I can answer. But what advice would you give to yourself at the beginning of your career? I have a couple pieces of advice, so I'm going to talk about them all separately, but I'm going to list them all out for you so you have a general overview of what we're going to be talking about, and then I will expand on each of them. So number one, don't take it too seriously. Number two, have a plan B. Number three, don't give too much of yourself. Number four, Use your PTO and your other benefits, but specifically your PTO. Number five, your options are unlimited. Number six, don't settle for less. Number seven, prioritize work-life balance. And number eight, apply to multiple jobs. So let's start with number one. Don't take it so seriously. Now that actually probably could be concerning because you're like, wait, this is my job. This is professional work life. Like, how can I not take this seriously? We have been taught since the dawn of time to take work seriously and to take professionalism seriously. And I think that's great. I think we should be professional. It's important to be professional and to represent yourself well. But once you finally get that job, don't feel like you owe your entire life to the work or to pleasing your supervisor or to making your coworkers happy. I feel like a lot of people take that too seriously. They feel like they have to people please for their boss, their coworkers, and the company itself. And they have to give above and beyond what the average person would give to that job. And that is something that I struggled with as well until I realized 
that I was just another number. I was just another person to improve their productivity levels. I didn't actually feel cared for by the company or as an individual. When I realized that, I quit taking it seriously because there are always other jobs out there. And if this job is not serving me, I can go somewhere else. But also, we're all human and our bosses can be wrong and can make mistakes. Our coworkers can be wrong and can make mistakes. And I felt like by taking that job too seriously, I was continuously putting myself in this inferior position where I couldn't stand up for myself and speak up for myself when I felt like I needed to be heard and there was a problem that needed to be fixed. So it's important to be professional and to treat others with respect and to represent yourself well, but at the same time, don't take it too seriously because you can pack it up and go somewhere else and try working for them. You don't have to continuously people please and be inferior to your older coworkers or your boss and put yourself last and your needs last if you have concerns or complaints that need to be brought up. Especially, it can be hard when maybe those complaints or concerns are against your coworkers or even your own boss. It can be hard to stand up for yourself, but do it anyway. Don't feel like this dynamic is too serious that you can't stand up for yourself. And don't feel like this job is so important that you can't just go and find another one. So that's what I mean when I say don't take it too seriously. Don't be afraid to leave a workplace that isn't serving you. Because it's not that serious. You can just find another job. And it may be easier said than done. But at the end of the day, you do have that option. Moving on to number two, have a plan B. I say this because I did not have a plan B. And shoot, I probably needed a dang plan C, D, E, F, however many things that I needed to fall back on. At least a C and a D because I did change my career path twice. Actually, on my third career change. So yeah, I needed all those backup plans. So make sure you come up with at least one thing that you can fall back on if your main plan falls through. Because you never know when those plans may change. I had no intentions of dropping out of college when I enrolled. I didn't know that I wasn't going to be an occupational therapist when I signed up to go to college. I just could have never predicted that I would have changed my career path, especially after I changed out of x-ray. But whenever I dropped out of my bachelor's degree at my university and I was trying to figure out what my next steps were, I should have had a plan B because that would have made the decision process a lot easier. And maybe I wouldn't have just chosen x-ray because the school was short and the pay was good. Because in reality, I wasn't passionate enough about that job to stay in it long term. Yeah, I don't know. Have a plan B. <laughs> it's it's never a bad idea to have a backup plan. So have a plan B or C or D or E or however many you need. 
maybe if you have a lot of interests, you could organize them in a list by how much you're interested in them. Like the first career choice would be the one you're most interested in and then so on and so forth. I feel like that might be a good thing to do. And I should have done that because then I would have at least had an idea of what I could have done after I dropped out. But um, yeah, have a plan B. I did not have a plan B and I really should have. So definitely plan for potentially not finishing in the career path that you start in so that you know what you can do if that time were to come like it did for me. Number three, don't give too much of yourself. Now I know I'm not speaking for every company, but like I said, these companies don't care about you. <laughs> Just to put it frankly, like I said in the, in the first, uh, don't take it too seriously where you are just a number. I'm telling you in most cases, you are just a number. And I thought this would be different in the medical field, but it wasn't because these healthcare systems are still businesses at the end of the day. And I remember us being understaffed and begging for more help multiple times, but the administration told us that our productivity levels and the numbers that we were showing as our productivity, they didn't show that we needed any help. They didn't show that we were struggling. So you know what they told us? They told us to work slower and maybe that would change the productivity numbers. And then maybe that would get us the quote unquote need for an extra coworker. When in reality, all of us were busting our butts to try and keep that department afloat every single day. And we were spread so thin. And in my last episode, I mentioned like a lot of times because we were all spread thin and a lot of times I was by myself on the job, I didn't have time for breaks. And yeah, it's just a lot. So don't give too much of yourself to your job. Because it, at the end of the day, they probably don't actually care about you as an individual. They care about you as someone who can make them money and they are willing to squeeze as much productivity out of you as they can because they want as much work out of you for the least amount of pay. As in having only one person do it and not two. So, yeah. And I don't, I don't want to scare anybody because not all businesses are like, are like that. Um, there are businesses out there that take care of their employers, but I feel like, especially in corporate America in this capitalistic, is that a word? Capitalistic society in capitalism. <laughs> okay. Um, that is hard to find. So if you have found a place that does value you as an employee more than just giving you a freaking pizza party every quarter, then that is probably a good place to work because they are going to take care of you and they are going to actually care about how the job is affecting you and your well-being instead of just making sure you're well enough to show up to work to 
continue to be productive for some terrible pay because the reality was we were not getting paid enough for that. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's my rant again, not meant to scare you because there are good companies out there, but just know a lot of times you are just a number and you are replaceable and these companies don't care about you. So that's, that kind of feeds into number one. Don't take it too seriously because of that, but also don't give too much of yourself because of that. Because I did that and I got burnt out and I could not sustain that career any longer. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> okay, moving on. I think we're on number four. Use your PTO and your other benefits. But like I said, mostly PTO. You earned your PTO. Why do people feel bad about taking time off? You literally earn that time. And <laughs> let's talk about how we probably should be getting more PTO than we actually do. But use your PTO. That's end of story. Use it. You earned it. You literally earned it. You don't owe your job anything. I don't know why people feel bad about using their PTO. They'll be fine without you for a day, a couple days, however many days you take off. Use that PTO. You deserve it. It's not the end of the world if you miss a couple days of work, especially because PTO stands for paid time off. You're still getting paid. So go home and relax. Take a day. Take a mental health day. Take a trip to get your mind off of work and life and whatever else you may be dealing with. Just take that time off. Take advantage of that time because you earned it. And you know what? A lot of times when you go to quit your job, you cannot cash the full amount of that PTO out. So for me, and I, I don't remember the exact requirements, but I knew that I think it was a policy or something at my, uh, my old job with that company that if you had already put in your two weeks, you were only eligible for half of your PTO as a payout. And granted that, I feel like I remember them saying that had you been there for longer, you could get the full payout. But I had only been there for like roughly a little over a year at that time. And I still earned every hour of that PTO. Had I waited and tried to cash out my PTO after I put in my two weeks, then I would, I would have only gotten half of the value. So what I did was because I knew I was planning on quitting my job, I kind of cleared out my PTO. I took some days off before, and I think that was kind of a red flag and they kind of realized I was about to quit. But, um, I took a bunch of days off and used up my PTO so that, um, I wouldn't waste half of it when I put in my two weeks and only get paid for half of it back. So, so yeah, use your PTO. That's the end of my spiel. Use your PTO. Number five, the options are unlimited. Kind of like what I said in number one, where I said, don't take it too seriously. There are other places that you can work. Me personally, I don't feel like I was meant to work in the same career for the rest of my life. 
And I feel like that's true for a lot of people. Now, granted, maybe you are someone who wants the same career and wants that same structure day in and day out for all the years to come. But I don't feel like me personally, I was meant to be in the same career path forever. I think I was meant to try a bunch of different things. I've always dreamed of having multiple streams of income. So I, even if I stay in one career path, I feel like I'll have lots of side hustles and lots of other things that I do to where that's not necessarily, even if I do stay with the same career path, that's not necessarily the main thing that I do all the time. But I think there are multiple career paths that you may find yourself in and that's okay. Like you may be able to imagine yourself in multiple paths. That was a struggle that I had in high school was I could imagine myself being a pediatric neurologist or being a neurosurgeon or being a physical therapist or being an occupational therapist, a music therapist, a play therapist. I even considered being an interpreter for Spanish and American sign language because I know both of those languages. So I, there were just so many things. I wanted to be a research psychologist. Like there were just so many different things that I could see myself in. And that is what made my decision hard. But that also is the thing that may save you because like I said, with having the plan B, you may pursue the thing that you're most interested in and then it may not work out and you may need a backup career to pursue. And so that's where that can come in and be actually something that serves you in the future for whenever you may need it. So it's okay to explore the different things that make you happy because maybe that career does work out, but kind of like x-ray, like I thought it was all good. I thought, you know, I graduated, we're good. I finally got to the point where I can just be a working adult. And then that career a year into it was starting to not feel great for me anymore. So you never know if it's going to be a situation where it's like you drop out of school and you don't finish school or you're well into the career and you realize that you don't want to be there anymore and you need another path to pursue. So just know that the options are unlimited because even if like for me, when I was an x-ray, even if I wanted to stay an x-ray, I still had tons of options that I could have pursued to change up my work environment and to change up the type of work that I was doing because the x-ray field, well, the radiology field is huge, but even just with an x-ray, there are many options I could have pursued that could have been so much different than what I had, I was currently doing. So yeah, the options are unlimited. There's always another workplace. There's always another career. So just keep an open mind and don't feel like you have to box yourself into a certain expectation because the options are unlimited. Number six, don't settle for less just because it's comfortable. The moment that I realized I was settling, I got the heck out of my job. I did have the thought where I was like, but I should be grateful because this job is taking care of me. The reality is you can be grateful and at the same time still want more for yourself. And that's the space that I was in. I realized that I was very, very grateful to be on the path that I was in. And 
I was grateful for what the x-ray career field had done for me. I was able to buy a house. I was able to meet amazing people. I was able to learn a really cool skill. But at the same time, I knew that that chapter was closing for me. And I knew that I was made for more. So don't be afraid to chase that. Don't be afraid to acknowledge that you were made for so much more and go after whatever that is. Don't settle just because it's comfortable because I wholeheartedly believe that you will regret it. Maybe not today, but one day. Number seven, prioritize work-life balance. Focus less on the money and more on how the job will fit into your life. I think I mentioned that in the last episode. I chose the x-ray field because the schooling was short and the pay was pretty decent. I did not, however, factor in how that career field would look in my life. Because had I been honest with myself, I've been chronically ill. Well, I'm not chronically ill anymore, but my body still suffers from damage that my chronic illness did to me. So having a history of chronic illness, my body has been through a lot. Had I asked myself, do I want to work a physically demanding job long-term? I would have said no. And you know what x-ray is most of the time, especially depending on where you work, physically demanding. (laughs) So I just should have been honest with myself. I should, well, number one, I didn't even give myself the chance to be honest with myself because I didn't even think about that in the first place. So I should have asked myself, what would this look like? And would I actually like this? Because maybe I would have chosen something different, but I have no regrets, but you know, things happen for a reason. And that's why I'm here now trying to teach other people the things that you should be thinking about and what you should be asking yourself when choosing a career so that you can find a career that truly aligns with your interests and brings you a life of fulfillment. So that is why I say that. So prioritize work-life balance, focus less on the money and more on how the job will fit into your life. Make sure that you have work-life balance because the longevity of your career field, meaning how long you can last in that career depends on your work-life balance. I truly believe that. Well, that's only part of it, I'm sure. But for me, that was a huge part of it. So that's why I say I feel like a lot of times students don't think about work-life balance because they don't have to really think about that. They're thinking about the school and the pay and the training. But that is something that I think all of us as students looked over. Um, Sorry, I mean overlooked, not looked over. Um, I think that's something we all overlooked and probably really wish we didn't. So yes, prioritize work-life balance. Number eight, apply to multiple jobs. I did not do that. So don't put all your eggs in one basket. Apply to multiple jobs and compare the salary and the benefits. Because I was grateful that I did my clinical at a job site that I was interested in working at so that I could pretty much see what it was like, see what the coworkers and the boss would be like, but then they could also see me at work and know that I would be a good fit and I would have an easy time getting in there. 
So that was what I was focused on because obviously applying and interviewing with multiple jobs is terrifying, especially because we know interview questions are not easy. So I was like, cool, I've got it made. I don't, I barely even have to interview. I basically guaranteed this job, but I feel like I did my, it was a disservice to me. I feel like I robbed myself of the opportunity to possibly find something that had better benefits or that was higher paying because the reality is if like, let's say you have job A and job B, job A, you really, really want, and they're interested in you and they want you to job B you're not as crazy about, but they're also interested in you and they want you to, and they have better pay and benefits. Even though you don't even want job B in the way that you want job A, you can leverage the benefits and the pay that job B is offering you to be able to get more out of job A. So then you have the job that you want and you have the better pay and the benefits. So I just feel like it would have been, even if I didn't want jobs at those other places that I was applying to, I feel like it would have been better for me to be able to leverage potentially better pay and benefits for the job that I did really want. So I definitely would say, don't put all your eggs in one basket, apply to multiple places, see what they can offer you and see how you can use that to your advantage for the workplace that you actually want to be in. So those are just my little tidbits of advice for myself at the beginning of my career, things that I would have told me, I hope some of that helped you. And if you have something you want to add to that, totally send me an email, message me on social media. I want to hear about it because if it's something that this younger generation needs to hear before they start their careers, I want to get it out there. So you can email me at Madeline Swan LLC, M-A-D-E-L-I-N-E, S-W-A-N-N-L-L-C at gmail.com. And I'm also Madeline Swan LLC on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. You can message me there. Follow me, interact with my content because I do post more content on these topics throughout the week. So follow me so you don't miss anything that I have to say because you and I both know that I have a lot to say. (laughs) So I hope that this episode was helpful to you. And if you are needing help finding a career, figuring out what classes you want to take, figuring out what college you want to go to, what program to sign up for, or maybe you're just trying to figure out how to transition into adulthood, I'm here for all of that. I have a free 30-minute call that you can sign up for to kind of get a taste of what coaching would be like with me and it's free. It's no commitment required. So you can sign up for that and allow me to hear about you and your story and what you're struggling with and what goals you're trying to accomplish. And we will make a game plan that you can follow to be able to reach that goal. And if you're interested in further coaching with me, I'll give you my pricing and my packages and we'll see what we can do so that we can partner together to help you build that life of maximum enjoyment and fulfillment. So I will leave that link down in the show notes for you. Hang out with me on social media and until next week, stay safe and let's hang out again soon.